2: Hello, everyone. I'm here with Lauren May, and she's an astrologer. She happens to be my personal astrologer. She does my chart uh, twice a year, and I, we were talking earlier, I think it was about 2019 that she started to do my chart, and I think she's just awesome. Welcome, Lauren. Thank you Thank for being here. Thank you, Mary. Here.
3: Thank you for inviting we, me on.
2: Oh, oh, you're welcome. Would you like to share a little bit about yourself and how you got to the astrology yes
3: so here we go um <laughs> so yes i am obviously lauren may i'm an astrologer i specialize in natal charts and relationship charts um specifically synastry charts that's a type of relationship chart i also do transits which is what i usually do for you, Um, but obviously I've done your natal chart and study it too. Um, Transits are not my specialty, but it is a very advanced form of astrology. And, um, you know, astrology is a lifetime of learning. Um, There is a very strong learning curve you've learned your whole life. And so transits are you have to take everything into account in terms of astrology to do that but um yes in terms of my background um i am 41 years old i'm gonna turn 42 later this month actually um for the first 30 years of my life i was really i felt like a different person i um see how can I say this when I had my first child I I suppose it starts here Mm -hmm. I was wheeled in for an emergency c-section and because it happened so quickly um, I was not numb when they began to cut me And um, and so immediately I told him, you know, I feel that and that really is the last thing I remember. Um, I was told by my husband that the anesthesiologist gave me something in my IV and I um, uh, my head hit the gurney. And so that began my journey, you know, my couple hours long journey. Uh, really to what I think was the other side. What I was given was a dissociative drug. Um, they actually use this to, to help people now. But uh, it really took me to the depths. The reality that I created for myself was that I was dying. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I... At this point in my life, I had not been a you know a very faithful person. I was not a person of faith. I was not a spiritual person like I am now. I was mm-hmm. just completely different. I don't know really another way to explain it. I am completely different now. Um, I guess that what happened was that I went to a place that was, you know, I had to accept, I thought that I was dying. I couldn't see or hear or speak or talk or, or move. Mm-hmm. And so what I, I thought that something had gone wrong and that I was bleeding out maybe. And so I went on this sort of journey of trying to accept my death. Okay, and it's as real as we're sitting here talking. That's how it felt. Mm -hmm. So I I began to do this. It felt forever. My life was flashing before me. You know, it felt very heavy. Eventually, I thought I have to come to grips with this. I cannot go out kicking and screaming. The grief of it was unbearably crippling. And so I just had a moment of faith. I brought about this moment of faith where I said, I am okay. I want, I'm ready to go. Everything is going to be okay. And I meant it Mm -hmm. right when I did that, it's everything changed. I was enveloped like a hug in this light.
0: And
3: it is it was an ineffable experience, meaning that you cannot explain it with the language we have here on Earth. Everything was feeling. Everything was telepathic. Everything was just put into you in sort of a knowing way. The light that I was enveloped by was an unconditional love, more so. I mean, I have two children. Anyone yeah. that knows the unconditional love that you feel for them, you can't imagine something greater than that. This was more so. This was a all-knowing, all where everything else could not exist. It purified everything else around it. All emotions, anything. I could understand th- the universe, I could understand the divine plan that was taking place. I, it was such a feeling to where I didn't even want to come back because I knew everything was going to be okay. Not just okay, Mm -hmm. but it was just perfectly planned. Right. So eventually I got the message that, and there's much more, but I don't want to take up our whole time talking about this. (laughs) But eventually I got the message that I was going to be coming back. Um, I didn't see anything, but I felt everything. I, and I forgot to mention whenever you know I was enveloped in that hug of light, the message that I got in my head was, I have been waiting for you to do that. And basically, and I'm sorry that you just had to go through all of that just now, but I have been waiting for you to let go. Basically, I've been waiting for you to give up the control freak that you are <laughs> it all up and, you know, believe in something mm-hmm. um, for lack of a better way to explain it right now. But And the other thing was that everything that you've ever done, even the worst thing that you think that you've ever done is nothing, is zero, doesn't mean Mm -hmm. a thing. So it was freeing. It was incredibly freeing for me. But when I did come back, when they, you know, brought me, you know, back into my body, I actually felt a heaviness. I felt myself sort of come back into my body when I guess they gave me another drug to get me back in um, or to come awake. Um, I actually, whenever I was able to regain the the ability to speak, the first things that I said, the first thing that I said was, am I dead? And when I heard they said no, I said, well, did I die? And you brought me back? And they said, oh, no, no. And I Sort of fought them on it. I said, Oh, well, yes, I did. I went home. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, because I was so different before, I was confused by this experience. I was deeply confused by it. I was confused by then, you know, them handing me a baby that, you know, I had basically thought that I would never see. Um, you know, being alive once you accept your death, you know, there's a reason why we're not able to feel that feeling until it happens just because it's, it's such a heavy grief, okay? And so, um, you know, for about a year afterwards, a couple, a couple years maybe, I sort of went on this journey of trying, you know, in an effort to figure out what happened to me. Uh, To get an
2: understanding.
3: Yes. It took me down many rabbit holes. (laughs) And the rabbit hole that it took me down sort of after I went down many, because, you know, one leads to another, leads to another. Mm -hmm. But the end was astrology. And how amazingly accurate it is at giving us the secrets to this divine plan, to giving Mm -hmm. us these secrets about us, the things that we've always wondered and always sort of thought about ourselves, but didn't really know or, you know, our likes and dislikes and our, our flaws and our strengths and all of those things are in your natal chart. You know, when you're born Mm -hmm. at the exact, you know, this is the reason why I ask you at the beginning or when I'm going to do your chart, I need your exact birth time. Because it's the sign that's rising in the East at the exact time of your birth that stamps you with your birth chart. And so it's just the, it's, it's divinely planned from the second we're born. And I don't know how to explain it.
2: I find it fascinating. And I was just talking to um, Marcia, who she has Enlightened Heights on um, Monday nights, her her show runs, Um, and she does astrology as well. And we were talking about how it's, it's like getting a psychic reading the, the information that you can get from it. And it makes so much sense because it it shows how connected we are to everything. You know, the the planetary alignments, you know, the, all the cycles, how everything shifts. And it makes so much sense. So, but you're right as far as it has to be a lifetime because I still, sometimes when you tell, tell me what's going on, I don't even know what the transits are. <laughs> you know? I don't understand a lot of it. <laughs>
3: Yes, it's so funny. it you know, it really triggered that spiritual awakening awakening in me whenever I you know, I actually got my I was so freaked out by it all. there was there was a time that happened, and I suppose that what was happening was some sort of Kundalini awakening. You know, I would lie in bed and it just happened one day. And I can trace it back to, you know, retroactively to transits that were happening in my chart. But I would lie in bed and I would feel my body buzzing from my head, you know, my, from my feet to my head, you know, back and forth and just this tingling and almost like I was being downloaded with information, even an ability to understand astrology because it is a language. It's not a belief system. It is it's. It's a mathematical language.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: And uh, so whenever, you know, I would have those things going on when I'd be in, you know, lying in bed alone. Eventually, what would happen is I started seeing repeating numbers everywhere. And I was really freaked out by that. I mean, everywhere I went, I mean, I pick up my phone, 555. I'd look at a license tag, two, two, two. I'd look at a gas price. I'd, and it's like I was being accosted by these things and so, or just yeah. harassed. And I remember walking into a new age center and asking for a psychic and being like, what's happening to me? And she had an astrologer there and I went to her afterwards and I said, okay, I want to know what's happening? What is, what's, mm-hmm. you know, and she told me things that she shouldn't have known.
2: It, it was no your way. divine wake up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it is, yeah. it's,
3: um, it's the key, uh, I think, and it's been hidden from us. And I hope that, you know, this awakening that's taking place on this planet is uh, it, that more people are going to, you know, look to astrology to help them and help them love themselves and, and continue, continue to grow as souls. Cause I believe that's Mm -hmm. what we're here to do.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. That's, uh, that's the, you know, it's connecting to our soul and, and expanding that and, you know, awakening to how we are all connected and you're right. There's a big awakening going on right now on the planet. And it's, you know, I look at it this way, if, if you don't wake up, you're not gonna survive this because it you're, you need to, this is your call home. I'm gonna take a minute, just to acknowledge everybody that said hello yeah. and they're saying hello to you also. Hello. We have Robert, Ruth and Richard. And I wanna thank Robert cause he is so gracious and helps with supporting the show. And I appreciate that Robert. But they're all here, so I, I don't know if they're going to have questions, but they're welcome
0: to Wonderful. ask some
2: stuff if they want, um, if they would like to. So, so you, you, you do, I know you did, because you did a relationship chart for me a while back, too, um, and I found that interesting. But um, so if you don't have, oh, and, and Kristen's here, she says, I've never had an astrology reading. Why is it good to know? Well, it's, there's a lot to it because it really connects to who you are. Can you explain to her why versus like you go to it, um, a, like to me as a psychic, I read mm-hmm. the energies that happen right now and, and it's not what that, cause it's almost like your, your natal chart is your blueprint Yes, in a way of it, yes. why you are where you are and what you do. So you yes. want to, um, why it's why it's good for her to do something like that
3: your natal chart or sometimes called your birth chart that you you can use those terms interchangeably is and it's described a lot of times as your blueprint but to put it another way if you are aware of frequencies and vibration you know we all know crystals hold a certain vibration You know, emotions Mm -hmm. hold different vibrations, feelings, thoughts. They all hold, you know, varying degrees of different vibrations. Right. Your birth chart is your frequency. It is your personal frequency, what you vibrate at. I like that. It is also, you know, we have. I think the reason why I can do astrology is, you know, the more you can understand human nature, the better. But, and, but we, you know, you have your birth chart. It never changes. The only thing that changes are the transits that happen around it, you know, as in the planets that are in the heavens right now and how they affect Mm -hmm. your birth chart. But your, we have... A lower octave and a higher octave of what's taking place in our birth chart. Okay. So we have, we can live out sort of the lower energy of what our birth chart gives us and the higher energy of it, which would be, would, would probably look more like, you know, possibly enlightenment or extreme joy or, you know, things just going really well. In your life, and then varying degrees of that, you know, in the middle, and we kind of oscillate, you know, back and forth on how we use our energy. And the, but most of the time, we're living kind of in our lower energy, okay? Unless you've had some sort of spiritual awakening Mm -hmm. and are ready to start growing, okay? But, um, Yeah. Does that explain it? I mean, there are so many ways to explain your birth chart because it's explaining the human experience. That is your your birth chart. And it you know, you look at this one thing and a whole lifetime is in it, you know, and uh, and so I guess that's how I. Kristen
2: just said, yes, thank you. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So made sense. So so. You, you explained the birth chart um, very well. And I like that, that fright, the um, vibrational, I've never heard it explained that way. Um, so Tiffany says, so we are born with instructions, laugh out loud, but the, so the transit charts, cause I get my chart, you do it twice a year. So you started yes. when we first started working together, you did my natal chart. So I got an overall and you got an understanding of me and so the transit, it you do those charts for me now it's what's happening presently with where my placement is and where the the planets are in in the heavens is that correct
3: yes yes and so it is it is why changes happen on earth it's why changes happen in people because these planets are always moving they are never static you know, around our charts, the ones in our chart, Mm -hmm. the one we are stamped with is static, but the ones moving around it are always interacting at different geometrical angles um, and affecting us in different ways. It's why, you know, the moon moves the fastest, it changes different signs about every two and a half days. And Mm -hmm. Our moon is our, you know, subconscious motivations. It's our feelings. It's our emotions. So those are very changeable. You know, we can be mm-hmm. very moody. This is why. This is why we can just wake up in the morning and just be in a mood about something or, you know, a good mood or a bad, you know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. And so these, you know, when it, because it moves so quickly, this is why our mood shift so rapidly and different other planets do different things to us. And I can talk more, you know, I'll talk a little bit more about Venus and retrograde when, or Venus and Mars when they go retrograde and how that affects us um, whenever you're ready to do that (laughs) and what those things kind of rule in our body.
2: So I I got a, when I think back when I was younger, you know, you had a horoscope, you had a horoscope sign. You you know, I was a Leo, I was born as a Leo and, you know, back, I'm going to age myself back when the newspaper would come, you'd look in the newspaper for your horoscope for the day. And it was like how you, you plant, like for me, I, I didn't even understand it, but I would love to see what it said and see how the day played out. But now it I see it so much more just because I'm a Leo and You know, my granddaughter's a Leo, but when she was born versus when I was born, and I don't know where her moon is. I know where my moon is now, you know, so it's, it's, that's what, there's so much more to it because, you know, even when you, you date people and you you say, oh, well, what sign are you, well, that doesn't really matter, you know, oh, no, you know, we're not supposed to get together. We're not supposed to get along, but there's so much more to it than just, oh, your horoscope is on, I'm a Leo. And right. that's just totally blue. Cause you know, most of the first half of my life, I believe the, you know, it's the horoscope of the Leo and that's all that matters. Yes, yes. And- um, but- and I'm so I just glad got you a comment that, that says we aren't that old, Mary. She's she, <laughs> Kathy O'Grady. I went to. We graduated high school together, so hi, Kathy. I'm happy to have you on. And Kristen, yes, I do remember doing your reading for you this past week. So thank you for being on, also. So go ahead, finish. I'm sorry.
3: No, I'm so glad you brought that up because newspapers really kind of did us a disservice when they put the sun signs in there and asked people to. You, you know, live their lives accordingly. It is so much more complex than that. And especially, and I'll use you as an example and, you know, me myself, because we, you and I have the same North node. Now we have the North node in and Leo meaning that it might take us a while to get to our sun sign because Leo rules the sun. And so we can, or the sun rules Leo. And so we can get, it can, it can take us longer to identify with the sun. And let me explain the sun. The sun is our identity. It is our life force. It's how we shine in the world. It is how we, you know, are able to really show up and it in in some ways it's kind of our basic you know dominant personality and and our ego expression okay so uh you know leo can be very uh i suppose the lower end of leo can be very you know selfish and me you know at, Leo is the star and the, and, you know, look at me, this is why we have Mm -hmm. actors and, and this is, you know, but if you're, if your North node is in Leo, you might not, it might take you a while to get there. Your ego is actually being asked to develop in this lifetime. Mm
0: -hmm. And
3: so we kind of have a, you know, no other North node combination is, being asked to do that in this lifetime, and uh, so that's just another example.
2: Yeah, and, and being that I am a Leo, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, you always you because you're supposed to be so bold and so proud, and you know, walk in the room and you notice me, yeah. and I, there's um, and people used to say, well, look at your hair, you even have a mane, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, like, yes. you're so Leo, but yes. you know, when in reality. I was very shy. Yes. I would put me it on too. this front, mm-hmm. and I think part of that—I oh, I, now correct me if I'm wrong—is because I have Aquarius Moon.
3: That and it, because your North Node is in Leo, okay, and and good. I'm with Leo Sun too, and so and I'm just gonna see really quickly. I believe that. It is, I'm wondering if your north node is conjunct your sun too. I won't get too involved in that because it might lose people.
2: Yeah. But we have, it, um, is,
3: it is really a, um, yes, you are still learning to, to, to okay. develop that.
2: Yeah. So um, Robert asks, is anything for a Sagittarius need to know at this time? Can you answer that just randomly? I don't know. Like
3: Sagittarius, uh, Sagittarius sun right now. Um, well, it's very general because it's just your sun sign. If I mm-hmm. knew your birth time, I could, or your birth time, I could see where it is right now, but uh, let me think about that for a minute.
0: That's
2: a hard one. So, yeah, because I I figured it would be hard to just kind mm-hmm. of pinpoint, you know, a sign for a person without having the whole chart, because it's you know that now you're kind of going into psychic ability, just being able. Yes, to that's that your domain. Out.
3: Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yes.
2: So um, it's it's a little bit different, but yes. the um, so the you said about the the planets with where your fixed signs are and how the planets move around. So Mm -hmm. on those angles. So that's where the squares and the trines, is that what that Mm -hmm. is that creates that the squares and the trines? Yeah. You see, I'm learning a little. Hi, hi, Melinda Melinda just joined us. She said, hi ladies, I'm a cancer and yet find traits of other signs, especially Leo and Gemini. Is that normal? And I would have to say yes, because you have those signs probably in your chart somewhere. Am I right,
3: Lauren? Yes, we are everything. We are made up of all the signs. They all fall somewhere in our charts. So for instance, I'm a Libra rising and each one of of my houses is then ruled by each one of the signs. And so each one of the areas of my life are ruled by a specific sign. So for instance, Mm -hmm. my my ninth house of you know traveling higher learning teaching my belief system is in the sign of gemini i express myself as a gemini in the in those areas does Mm -hmm. that make sense
2: yeah 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 it makes a lot of sense like i didn't know that um that my moon was in um, aquarius and then my rising is virgo and i actually i think i have virgo and a lot of other little spots too. Um, and I never, and that's probably why I'm not such a hundred percent of the Leo traits. Um, Absolutely. And, I see the, and I see the difference and and with the, um, um, the North node in Leo, is that what you said? Yes. That, you know, you're learning and growing. Melinda said, thank you. Makes sense. Well, okay. sure, I just said makes sense. Thank you. I'm reading like a little backwards right there. But okay. yeah, it's it really has been very fascinating for me being on this journey. Of-
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
2: Um, The signs. So you wanted to talk about um, the signs that are going to go into retrograde and how that's going to look for everyone. But before we go into that, I'm going to take the commercial grade because we're about at halfway point and then we'll be back to get on to that interesting information okay Okay. Um, and I want to, I want to thank um, Tiffany for uh, making that beautiful commercial for me. I love it. I think it's wonderful. Um, so now you're going to go into the um, the retrograde, the planets that are going to be going into retrograde, and how it's how we should look because everybody knows about Mercury retrograde. I mean, right. it's like everybody right. understands that. But right. I know that we have some other planets that are going to be going in. So yeah, let us hear.
3: Well, most notably what's going to happen around the 22nd or the 23rd depending on where you are in the in the United States, Venus is going to go retrograde uh, this month, July. And this is a particularly tricky retrograde. I believe that Venus and Mars retrogrades are probably the the hardest for us humans. Mercury goes retrograde, you know, a few times a year and we get used to this transit. We, we actually, you know, we've just kind of settled in about it and it's usually a faster transit too. So it doesn't last as long.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: Venus rules what we want in life it rules what we find beautiful what we you know what we truly want to uh, go after okay to have when venus goes retrograde these things become very unclear they we can I suppose that we can get, um, and also Venus rules money, rules food. And uh, so all of these things can become a little bit dull, or we can feel stuck. We can feel stuck in terms of what we want in life. Okay. What people end up doing though, during retrogrades, is they tend to, that inside feeling of that retrograde becomes really uncomfortable. And so they try to project it outwards. That's what causes people problems during retrogrades. It's why we get into car wrecks during mercury retrograde. It's why we say the wrong thing. It's why we send an email to the wrong person. It's why we have miscommunications because instead of going inward and thinking and taking stock about, you know, our communication styles and all the things that Mercury rules, we tend to be like, okay, I want to just, I want to distract myself and just, and project it outwards. Okay. Mm -hmm. With Venus, we will do the same thing. You know, we do it with all retrograde planets. The key is to stay inward about what we want in terms of this life we want to think about it and plan it rather than act upon it. Okay. So if you have to make a big purchase during Venus retrograde, sometimes we have to anticipate and get ready for possible hiccups or problems with that. Okay. Mm
2: -hmm. Sorry about that.
3: Also, It's not a time, and this is, you know, kind of a silly, fun little fun fact, but, you know, you don't want to, you know, go and get a new hairstyle. You might think about it and, and, uh, or plastic surgery or something like that. Yeah. Um, You might want to think and contemplate that before you go and do it. Things just don't seem to work out right. Uh, You know, getting into new relationships. Venus is how we love and what we love. So these tend to not work out sometimes once Venus goes direct again. Okay. Remember, this is an inside job and a a thing we're supposed to be contemplating. Uh, We can always, just like Mercury too, with Venus, you can go back to previous relationships when in reality, sometimes we should just think about that and, and contemplate it. But um, I'm trying to look at my.
2: So even yeah. like past relationships, people can resurface, even if we don't go back. Oh yeah. They can just come forward.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. No, I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause they will come out of the woodwork and, uh, and, you know, and even sometimes the day of, the day of it goes retrograde, you will see that so, because it's people are affected by it; they just don't know it.
2: So, with with planets going retrograde, is it similar to like the moon cycles? Because you know you'll feel the effects before the full moon, so many days before and so many days after that energy is still you know present. Is it the same thing as as the the um, planet begins to go retrograde? Like you said, it would be like um, July twenty third. So the 22nd, would we start, yes. yeah, So would we start to feel that kind of effect, you know, say the 19th, 20th. So we start to get all those those Great uh, question. emotions.
3: And, yeah. Wonderful <laughs> question. Yes. The answer is yes. And the yeah. answer also is that we actually are already feeling it. it mm-hmm. The this, this stage is already being set, um, you know, the past two or three weeks. Uh, retrogrades <laughs> yes. have a shadow period. Before and after, it's just not okay. as strong, and so yes, you're going to so, feel it. Yeah,
2: yeah, and that Before. makes a lot of sense with the the full moon that that um that super moon that we just went through on the third, and now with this, um I know that a lot of people were heavily affected, and you know it's in and I see for myself like even I'm getting like in my dreams. I'm getting these snippets of like past relationships and it's like it, it they're flying by, but I'm getting all these like visions of all this stuff while I'm sleeping and I wake up and I'm like, what is going on? And now I know really why I I was just connecting it all to the moon. And now it's because it's relationship related.
3: That's amazing. Yes. And I always envy people that can, interpret their dreams that way, or even remember their mm-hmm. dreams, because I'm not the best at that. But yes. Yeah. And, um, and so it's, yes, it is. It's ask that energy is within you now. And so it is, I always say, the energy is ripe for it. The energy is ripe for you to contemplate on those things. Mm-hmm. And, and um, I found
2: it, I found it interesting that you said about you know, we, we have a tendency to project out and we really need to mm-hmm. go within. And it, we have a, a tendency to do that on, on other reasons anyway. It's, you know, and, and as, as a counselor, the more over the years, the more I work with people. That's why I got interested in the moon cycles. That's why I got interested in the astrology, because there's so many patterns with people and seeing that effect. And I, you know, number one thing is like you have to really go in, within and you have to start to ask yourself these questions. Why am I feeling this? Where is this really truly coming from? But we always are so quick to blame other people and look outside of ourselves for everything. So yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up.
3: <laughs> these are great questions. And I'm yeah. super glad that you asked it because I am a jungian and astrologer. You know, based on Carl Jung and the work that he did in astrology um, as a psychologist, you know, he sort of broke off from Freud to go in a more spiritual on a more spiritual path and found astrology. But the really, you know, he came up with all of these archetypes in terms of what you know humans were living, but the huge one is. The concept of the shadow, and I focus quite a bit on this in my work. And uh, you know, it it you know we have your ascendant that point that your um, why I need your birth time. You know, it stamps mm-hmm. your whole chart, and then directly opposite that you have your descendant. Your ascendant is how you how you are. It's you, you know, very person centered. The opposite Mm -hmm. point is where you find your relationship uh, point. It's where you, it's your marriage point. And so when we're very young, we are very full. We are, we are everything. As we age, we stuff parts of ourselves away. Okay. Whether that's from a person telling us, so don't be so bossy. Something like that. Well, we will Mm -hmm. stuff that part of us away. And then when we get of the age, and it happens throughout life, even before you get to the age where you're in relationship, but when, especially when we start to date, because our intimate relationships are where it shows up the most, but we find those parts that we stuffed away in our relationships at our descendant, we project it on to someone else we get in the the more infatuated you are with that person the deeper the shadow is buried in you because what you're seeing in that person is actually already within you but you have not integrated those qualities into yourself it is fascinating and they can be good qualities or bad qualities we stuff away the good and the bad mm-hmm. and then we get a mirror from our relationship that shows us that we need to integrate these parts of ourselves again.
2: Right. Right. When with counseling, I always say, you know, you have to look at why you attracted that relationship in because that's, you know, that's doing that shadow work. You have to see where it is and it's whether it's good or bad, but there's, there's attributes in each relationship that brings us to a better knowing of us. It's not, It's not like, oh, they did this to me. No, you brought that in and you invited it in and you allowed it in. And now you have to look at why all those things occurred for you, not to you. And until we get to that place of doing that shadow work and having that, you know, coming from that love and being that love, you're going to just attract in the, the, the stuff that you still have to work on, you know. So, and everybody's always Absolutely. in a hurry for a relationship, you know. Yes. And it's like, you know, Running and it's ourselves. not the relationships that completes us. It's not yes. the relationship that completes us. We need to be complete going into the relationship. And then yes. what follows that is what what's different. Yes, Ooh, I hear noises outside. I know that there is a storm coming, but I don't know. Like, yeah, sorry, I got a little like. Ah.
3: No, I. And it's, it's just so profound whenever you go down the rabbit hole of shadow work. And, and it is absolutely not um, divorced from astrology. It actually is all found there as well. And it's a good way to get there because it's, um, you know, the blueprint. The blueprint is there. But uh, it is. And, you know, the tricky part is t- kind of trying to figure out what that Cause everybody is their own person working on their own things. So it doesn't absolve the other person of maybe like, say you're get into an abusive relationship. Well, it doesn't, yes, we've called that in, but it doesn't absolve them of what they do as as well. And so it becomes very tricky. It's like, well, Mm -hmm. it's now your choice to leave, or, you know, to stay, and then that person will have their own journey. And so it, you know, it's not as simple as I may be putting it, but uh, but there are gems there if, uh, if you're ready to go and work on that.
2: Right, right. Yeah. And, and it, it, if you choose to leave a relationship or a marriage, if, you know, or someone chooses to leave you, I usually say, well, they're most likely doing you a, a favor, but you, you're supposed to be able to bless them and, and let them go and do what they need to have to do or vice versa. That's a mature, healthy, loving type of relationship and not that you know craziness that sometimes bubbles up out of it. And that just shows you that you're really not with yourself. I mean, I, I, I'm guilty of all that I, I had some crazy relationships throughout my right, life right but but that was part of my journey and if, if i chose to learn from them then i did the work that i needed to do and then you know each each relationship i learned more and more and they get better and better um and but i realized that the relationship that i needed most important was the one with myself and really connecting to me Yeah. Yeah. So so besides Venus going retrograde, you said we have another planet. We can look forward to going retrograde.
3: Well, it was it was Mercury next. So we are and and we talked about that. But Mm -hmm. um, and what, you know, that will do. It always causes, you know, it's more irritating than anything. And then obviously, depending on what house Mercury falls in in your natal chart and what house it falls in, uh, you know, the, the one that's transiting the heavens falls in, Mm -hmm. but, uh, and that will go retrograde on August 23rd. So a month after Venus is retrograde. And so we'll have some overlap, um, of those two planets retrograde together, which will likely also cause relationship problems. I mean, we may have some, so you just want to be aware of that and, um, because those two together, I mean, Mercury is how we communicate and right. Venus is our relationship. So both of them together, it's like, oh my gosh. Um, but Jupiter is also going to go retrograde on August 4th. Is it August 4th? And, um, and that will also feel a little bit, I mean, I hate to be a Debbie Downer, um, but it, uh, but Jupiter is abundance in our life. I'm sorry, it's September fourth, and um, and you know it's a very optimistic planet. It's a um, it's a lucky planet, and when it goes retrograde, we can just feel a little bit, you know, a little bit less abundant in whatever area. Again, Jupiter falls in your natal chart, or where it falls when it's transiting your um, your natal chart.
2: So there's one thing about, you know, we talked about mercury retrograde and, um, you know, there's people that like kind of go on hold the whole time mercury is in retrograde because of the fear factor. Uh-huh. And, you know, I look at it like if, if you're aware of it and you pay uh-huh. close attention, you don't stop. I mean, I can't just shut down and I'll talk to clients or worry about, you know, you might have more challenges with communication or internet or things like that, but it's, it's not, you don't have to be afraid of these things. You just have to be aware of them and understand that you're being affected. It's coming from there. It's not, you know, something that's going to cripple you. You just move through it and you, you use it to your advantage best advantage by knowing about it and understanding what's happening. So how long do these planets stay in retrograde?
3: So Venus will go direct the same day that Jupiter goes retrograde. And so that will be Labor Day, September 4th. Mercury will go direct on the 15th of September. It goes retrograde on... While I'm finding that, it's such a great point, what you said about Mercury. We just have to anticipate it and prepare, you know, upgrade right. our phones, you know, do all that and just
2: hold on. Um, yeah, and it's nothing but a thing. It passes like everything else.
3: It does. And it's it's not for nothing. Nothing is ever for nothing. Mercury goes right. retrograde on the 24th and, um, and then of direct August. again. Uh-huh. And then direct on the 15th of September. Mm
2: -hmm. And so, So, yes. I was just going to say, Melinda asked, what does retrograde actually mean? I'm going to let you. That's
3: a great question. Um, It's an optical illusion in the sky. It looks as if the planets are going backwards in their orbit, you know, as viewed from Earth. But um, it really is you know, it's, they're just kind of standing still, I suppose. And um, it means that those planets are not, or those energies within us are not operating optimally or as they usually, you know, they're not moving forward, so to speak, in our energy field, I suppose.
2: And so... so, I was just gonna say so they, they're just going slower, so to speak. Yes than they normally yeah.
3: Yes, and they they really are doing so in order for us to I mean they're telling us to slow down in that area of our life and mm-hmm. and to kind of and to go inward, to really truly go inward in that in that way say we weren't in this modern world, it would be easier probably to do so because we wouldn't have as many distractions. We wouldn't be able to get things as quickly. We wouldn't be able to shoot an email off. Um, we might have more time to think about the letter that we're writing by candlelight and you know what I mean? <laughs> right. And so it's, right. it's really, uh, it's a faster paced world now and so it's almost as if, you know, ta- it's almost as if time is speeding up. I tell this to people all the time. But, uh, you know, it's just something that we have, to, we have to slow down about. I don't think that we're meant to live this pace of, uh, you know, this fast-paced life.
2: I agree with you. And, um, I, and I'm going to bring up Marsha again on her show on Monday night. She talked about, um, she mentioned about slowing down. Because we're always on this go. And it's, you know, you talk about being mindful and living in the moment, but we're always like 10 steps ahead. And especially, you know, if you're going out to a regular job and you're, you're driving, you're in the car, you're not even thinking about driving because mm-hmm. you're already thinking about what you're going to do when you get to the office. And it's, it's right. like, how did we get on this, like fast forward all the time speed? It's not right. supposed to be. We're right. supposed to, you know. like in Europe, when they close down after lunch, you know, and everybody takes a nap.
3: (laughs) My gosh, I gave that example to someone the other day that I would be very happy in Italy, just kind of working a couple of days a week or however long they work, three or four days a week. And then, and then take, you know, very long lunches and dinners. And, you know, it's, I think that's how it, how it should be. It's not that way in America. It is what it is. We're supposed to be here, you know, We and or uh, we're supposed to be where we are. And um, yeah. it's for a reason. And right. Right. Uh, but, yes, it's still I do have longings and um, these fantasies about living that life. Maybe someday.
2: Maybe. Maybe you already lived it. Be <laughs> maybe. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yes. So Richard said that um, Jupiter goes retrograde a week before his birthday. So I don't know if that would affect him. And Kristen wants to know, um, she's very new to all this and wanted to know if there you could recommend a book or other resources to better understand astrology.
3: So I can. You can, um, well, you can always get a natal chart, birth chart done by an astrologer. That help, that's a good place to start. But you can also start by just plugging in and I, and I am interested in Richard's birth chart. It would be, you know, he, he might need to have that done, but, uh, but you can plug it into astro.com. It if you have your birth time, that's on your birth certificate. I think it's a very easy, you know, software to use in terms mm-hmm. to get your you know of getting your birth chart but I guess if you were my advice to someone who was going to learn astrology is you need to master the signs and the houses and what those mean and you need to know them kind of inside and out and then you can get into the more advanced things like aspects and and
2: stuff so, like that. So you know you can do like Lauren said as far as you know plugging in on astro.com, um, but to have someone actually do it for you and explain it to you um, makes a big difference. And okay. I recommend, and Tiffany has posted Lauren's website, um, you know, get, get an appointment with her. It's or, or somebody else. Um, but it's really, and, and Lauren's very good and very, I, I think you're very reasonably priced also but um, it, it really helps, especially when you don't know anything. And Lauren takes the time. Uh, she'll send you the recording and then you get a phone call after and she explains things so you can listen to the recording and you can write down your questions of what you don't understand. And then um, it, it she's very helpful that way. It's a, really helped me understand a lot of things. Hi, Erica, She won't, what can you do if you don't have a birth time on your birth certificate where can you find your birth time i know the t- birth time isn't on on the birth certificate you know how i found mine my mother went after she i remember um, yeah she went, we went through the boxes of stuff that she had mm-hmm. and she had the the little card that was in my in in the nursery in my little tray that they kept in and it had yes. the birth time that's how i
3: knew yes yes the stories that I've heard about where they have found their birth time. Unfortunately, they don't always write down your birth time. Um, They do now, now, uh, you know, depending on, you know, it's rare that they don't now, but it is very frustrating when it happens that, you know, we can't find a birth time. There are astrologers that, uh, specialize in working with you to kind of move things around in the chart to kind of, but you have to, it takes a lot of time to figure out um, where that might be. And it's probably never exact, but mm-hmm. I, since I do so much stuff with the, the North node and uh, there is, you can always find out a lot without it. It's obvious gonna be, obviously going to be a lot more detailed with it, but it is of value to learn about other things that you don't need your birth time for.
2: Right. And Richard said he saved your website, so Good. hopefully he'll get in touch with you. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, it you know, I know a lot of like um, Richard and Robert and... Um, Kristen and, and many of the people that listen to the show listen to all the other psychics that have their shows and they get messages all the time. And if you really want a clear and concise understanding to go along with the psychic messages that you receive, it would be doing your natal chart and, and getting you know a, a better understanding of what your stamp was when you came into this or came onto this earth
3: absolutely and it is my passion i work a long time on each chart i ultimately want to help people and help them understand themselves because it is it has a ripple effect and it sure does it is it's just i mean it's giving me chills talking about it it's it's so valuable
2: it is and i know when when i'm just going through and I'll be like, oh, I think it's time. I, I got I to gotta call
0: Lauren. I need my charts mm-hmm. on your. Yes.
2: <laughs> because yep. I don't even know if it's like, you know, every six months. I just know that there's a lot of shift and a lot of activity happening. And I got to plug in and see where I'm going and what's happening because it's, uh, it, it really is, is it, it's fascinating.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it is. It's and about I, every six months you message
0: me. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah yeah so and that's what i you know if you haven't had your chart done it, it you'll be fascinated with the information that you receive because it's like oh man that's right on the money even as far as health goes because totally. i remember before i had my hip replaced and you saw this stuff in in my chart and i was mm-hmm. like well you know this this is where i'm going to do and what what i need to have done so that really was amazing and I, you know people say well uh people that come to me for readings and different things. They were like, well, don't you read for yourself? I'm a little too close to that. I mean, I get signs and messages, but when you're, you're so close, you don't always listen. You don't always want to hear it clearly. It's better when it comes from somebody else, you know, Such and I, and right I might. Point. Yeah. I still it's get like, my chart
3: done by other astrologers. It is,
2: right? it, you know, yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's like, me. I yep. go to I get readings by other psychics. Mm-hmm. So yep. I want to thank you very much Lauren, um Tiffany's like an amazing show. Thank you. I appreciate thank you. you. I appreciate, you, appreciate you so much. Yes, and everybody, thank you for being here. I appreciate you and appreciate the support. We'll all will take care and I'll see you next week. Thank
1: you. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show.